You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. And follow the show, Locked on Horns on Twitter. We are Locked on Longhorns on Instagram. So the today's episode was supposed to be talking about basketball, but with the latest news of Quinton Jackson entering the transport portal, we had to switch gears a little bit. We got Mike Harge. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Hardball Harge. Uh, he's going to help break down this Quinton Jackson situation, Tom Herman, Del Conte. That's going to be the topic today. On the Lockdown Horn, so without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Mike. All right, now I will turn to my guest, Mike Harge. He's the host of the Harge Knock Life podcast. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it wherever you get your podcast. Mike, thanks for hopping on on short notice on the Lockdown Horns podcast. I know we have a lot to get to. Uh, first off, let's start with the big news of the day. Uh, and that would be four-star quarterback uh, from the 2020 recruiting cycle. Jaquinta Jackson has entered into the transfer portal. Not a surprise, uh, given the mass exodus of players as of late. But I, I wanted to first get your thoughts on hearing that Jaquinta Jackson is leaving for a greener pasture, so to speak. Uh, it's very, very disappointing. First off, thanks for having me on with you, Patrick. It's always good chopping it up. But, you know, this is a day where it's National Signing Day uh, coming up this week. And one of your prized possessions that, oh, and I've used that term loosely, um, this guy was a talent. He's from Duncanville, played in the state championship game. Should have been a state champion. I think he was a state champion, actually, with Duncanville. Um, and you sit there, and when you watched him play, you knew that this guy was a game changer. You knew that he was going to be a guy that you you were like, okay, he can take you to that next level. And I know he was coming off of an injury, so they wanted to bring him back slowly and work his way into it all. But at the end of the day, you do not let a person like that walk. You do not let a guy with that kind of moxie, as they like to say, that that locker room pizzazz that once he got on the field, you knew something good was going to happen, whether he was running the football or if he was throwing the football. And everyone can probably say, well, you hadn't seen him play in a while. Listen, I, 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 I'm an athlete. I pay attention to other athletes. And when you see a special special talent like that you do not let that leave your university i don't care what you got to say to him i don't care what you got to do to him you do not let that kid enter himself in a transfer portal where a ton of people are going to want that kid to come and play for them they wanted him before that yeah uh lsu was up there alabama Oklahoma, all these schools wanted Jaquindon Jackson. He chose to come to Texas despite the fact that they had Hudson Card coming right. to Texas as well. And, and I think it speaks to Mike Yersich more than Tom Herman. I think um, with the type of quarterback that Mike Yersich wants, 
Uh, you talk about a Charles Wright who they used to replace who? Jalen Milrow, another guy that, you know, you were not excited about leaving uh, or decommitting right. and committing to the University of Alabama, another Texas talent leaving the state. Right. Um, then they had Quinn Ewers. He's more of that pro style, sit back in the pocket and sling it type of quarterback, which is what Mike Yersitz likes. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not I think you're making a mistake. Yep. Um, and, and this isn't a shot at Mike Yersitz at all. I think he's a really good offensive coach. Uh, the thing is, I think that you take the talent and you build an offensive concept around those players. You don't try to take a player's skill set and try to conform him to your system. Uh, it makes me wonder, do you think – Let's just say this was the staff back in 2005, 2004. Are they running Chance Mock out there because he fits the system better, or are they going to run Vince Young out there who won a national championship for him because he was a different style quarterback? That's what we're. That's kind of where I'm going with because to me, to Quentin Jackson is very similar to how Vince Young played. I think he's the same style athlete. I think he's the same style playmaker as you talked about. You don't let a guy like that get out the door. And coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk a little bit about this mass exodus. But just on the topic of the quarterback situation, uh, I kind of feels like they're leaning toward Hudson Card if Sam Ellinger leaves. You know, I don't think Casey Thompson's going to be in the running. I think it's a Hudson Card team next season when it should be what Tom Herman always talks about open competition, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 100% with you. I don't, my, my, my problem with that is Casey Thompson is more advanced because he's been in the college system. Casey Thompson has matured. Casey Thompson has waited his time out. And if you're going to tell me that Hudson card, who I was a fan of, I'm not discrediting anything that Hudson card may be capable of doing. You're going back to a mistake that, has put you in this situation you're putting yourself in a bad situation again because you are not playing the quarterback that needs to be playing now people can say well Casey didn't get that many reps and that's because the University of Texas fell in love with what Sam Ellinger the mock the the I'm I'm a longhorn for life type of quarterback to where he never came off the field And even Nick Saban pulled off Jalen Hurts off the field to put in Tua to win a game. Now, I'm not saying Casey Thompson is Tua, but we don't never know what Casey Thompson could have been because we never got a chance to see him play. And you look at what happened when Sam, I mean, when uh, Shane Bouchelle was here. I was a Shane Bouchelle guy. I was a Shane Bouchelle guy. You know why? Because dude is accurate. You know why? Because he was a guy that can put the ball right where he wanted it and let, let you make plays. Sam never showed me that. Sam, Sam never showed me the accuracy in which I thought he should have had, especially at that quarterback position. But that's not Casey's fault. That's not Sam's fault. That's Herman. Yursage, uh, Tim Beck, whoever else wanted to be a part of that, it's a problem. It's a problem, and I'm not happy at all. Right, because of 
the lack of competition, as we right. like to talk about. Right. There was apparently there was a competition when it was Shane versus Sam, but when it's Sam, it's it's his team. Um, you know, and, and it was even brought up in in meetings, in in uh, not meetings, but press conferences. They asked, "Hey, are there any other quarterbacks going to get a shot?" No, this is Sam's team. I mean, he right. shut it down. Like, this right. is Sam's team. He deserves it. Well, I'm here to tell you, and I know you will say the same thing. Uh, in the world of college athletics, nothing is deserved. Everything is earned. Um, but let's let's switch gears real quick. Uh, coming up next with Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about this mass exodus that's going on with the Texas Longhorns currently. With all the stress going on with everything that's going on in the program, the Texas Longhorns football program and our day-to-day lives, and we're always go, 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 and we need to slow down. We need to chill. I always want to reach for the beer that is made to chill. We're talking Coors Light, cold filtered, cold lagered. You know, it's made from that nice Rocky Mountain water right there. Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. They brew it. It's fantastic. So anytime I need to chill, I need to relax. I'm getting ready to watch my sports as the NBA season is is starting to kick up. That's just another sporting event that you can sit back, chill, watch the game, and reach for a cold Coors Light. As always, we want you to celebrate responsibly, but the great thing is you don't have to go out anywhere. You don't have to get out. You don't have to put on your mask and, and head out into the world. You can get that beer brought right to you. So what you got to do is you go to get.coorslight.com. They have all the distributors there ready for you. Just go there, find out who's closest, and have them deliver that ice-cold, refreshing Coors Light right to you. Let's go. Okay, so Jaquinta Jackson is just another name on the list of guys that have said they're going to the portal. Outside linebacker slash pass rusher Byron Vaughn. He, he's a guy that's leaving. Um, and we saw all the opt-outs. We've heard more rumors that there are more players thinking about leaving the University of Texas. Do you think that this has all transpired? Just the, I guess, the moves lately with with all of the opt-outs and now Jaquin and Jackson. You think it has anything to do with the statement that Chris Del Conte just made, or the lack thereof? You know what I'm the, saying? Like the, the, the non-committal committal. Yeah, the non-committal committal. And Patrick, you and I have talked, and I told you before, I was in Herman's camp. I said, you know, I don't want to see a lot of change. I think he needs another year. He did all this stuff, all the the the, the coach speak I brought to our last conversation. After today, I literally got to the point where I was like, our house is burning down and no one has a fire extinguisher. 911 cannot get to our house because of where we live. We're structurally damaged and we're just sitting here watching our house burn. And there's, you're just sitting there hoping that a rain cloud will come over and put it all out and we can try to salvage everything. I don't see that happening right now. The mass exodus of people that are, okay, let's back it up. Sam, Sam, Sam Cosme, possible first rounder. I get it. Season's over. Things have changed. Uh, 
Caden Stearns, I still don't get that. I don't think he had his best years, but okay. Joseph Osai, first rounder, I get it. Everybody else that is opting out, Chris Brown's fifth-year senior, okay. All these captains that have now opted out for the end of the year, except for Sam Ellinger, it says a lot about two things. Number one, I thought these guys loved Tom Herman. I thought these guys, they play hard. We talked about this. They play hard to the very end. And I always go back to this second thing. And Dan Neal, who was uh, an All-American at the University of Texas, played in the NFL, Super Bowl champion. He used to always say, we won in spite of Makovic, right? They, he played for John Makovic. They won at uh, Southwest Conference titles. They won the first Big 12 title or, or something. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sit there and you say, what are these guys playing hard for themselves? Or are they playing hard for Herman? It looked like they were playing hard for Herman, but now you see all this other stuff that's happening and you say, Taquan Graham is leaving too? Oh my gosh, these are captains. Why are they opting out of this situation? And then you got these young kids that are leaving because they didn't feel, I'm going to say they didn't feel like they were being treated properly. They didn't get the opportunity, to your point. I thought this was a competition. I thought we were going to try to compete against each other. I and think it's not happening. You're right. You're right. It's not happening. Uh, so I have a couple of thoughts before I want to get into my next point. There were two moments in this season where I thought it was perfect opportunity to fire Tom Herman. Okay. The first one is after they lost to Oklahoma for the second consecutive game and started losing those recruits. That was your best time. The second time would have been a couple of weeks ago when you would have had time to get another coach in here before National Signing Day. Yep. As National Signing Day is here, now you have to wait at least till Monday because you have a three-day period where those kids are going to be signing. That That's my first thought. The best opportunity is now to fire Tom Herman because of what we're seeing. Uh, to go back to your reference, to stop the fire, stop the structural damage, it starts at the top. And that's with Tom Herman and, and it's the inconsistencies. And, and let's go back to your comment about playing hard for Tom Herman, Tom Herman as a head coach. And this goes back to his time at Houston. I went back and looked, this guy has a history of losing games as a ranked opponent to unranked uh, or as a ranked team to unranked opponents. Yep. This isn't just a Texas thing. Yeah. He lost seven games. But in two years at Houston, not even a full two years because he left early, he lost four games yeah. to not good teams as a ranked opponent. Yeah. And so it's it's something that you see. And here's my thing on Tom Herman. My biggest problem, Tom Herman is a good to average head coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But he gets paid like he's elite. Yep. That's my biggest issue. My second biggest issue is the guy acts like he's the smartest guy in the room. The arrogance, the 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 antics, flipping off the camera, uh, you know, making fun of you know Drew Locke on the sideline in the first bowl game. Yep. You know, these are things that start to add up, and it's like you have all these antics and stuff, and you can put up with a lot of stuff if you're winning. That's the problem. You're not winning, and while he's never had a losing record at the University of Texas. 
is it unrealistic to expect him to compete for the national or at least for a national championship, but for the big 12 championship every year? I don't think it is. And he's not, we've seen one year and he got a, he got a, an extension off of that. And what has he been since he's been an average coach since. I know, That's man. That's my biggest problem. Yeah, no, you and you and you, your your biggest problem is what I believe uh, the fan base's biggest problem is as well. I think that as you sit back and like I said, I'll I'll be the first. When he first got hired, was not a fan. Was not believing it. I didn't think he earned his stripes. Came in arrogant. Mike Finger wrote a great article about their first meeting with the pizzas and him telling everyone no leaks you'll be all this we're not talking to the media when he was one of the guys that was always talking to the media and now we're at a point fast forward people want his head on a platter and they don't want their program to go down in flames and that to me is that part where i'm just i'm so frustrated now because i was trying to pull for him i was trying to back him I was like, I know it's tough to be a coach, but like you said on your tweet, uh, keeping players is hard, really, really hard. <laughs> it's like, no, it shouldn't be that hard, man. It should not it be, be that hard to keep top of the line, superstar talent, athletes at your university, at the University of Texas. And to your point of what you said at the beginning of the show, we're losing players to Oklahoma. We're losing players to Texas A&M now, and we're losing players to Ohio State. This is the type of nonsense that drives people who love the University of Texas or are a fan of the University of Texas or believe this program should be at a certain level, and you're getting paid to be that, to handle that. The seat is hot. I can't defend you anymore. You just let your possible national championship quarterback leave or enter himself in a transfer portal that cannot be accepted. Earl Campbell said it. He's like, if you go try to win a national championship, you need to get yourself a black quarterback like VY. We had him. You said it yourself. You looked at Jaquindon as a possible VY starter kit. And now your VY starter kit is going to take his talents elsewhere. Yep. You're going to watch him grow and, and be a superstar somewhere else. And that's kind of where we're at. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's switch gears coming up next in our continued conversation with Mike Hart. We are going to get into that Del Conte statement himself, the non-committal committal. committal. <laughs> It seems like each and every day that we have that wall that we have to get through, whether it's a mental wall, a physical wall, you can break through it with go every day. We're talking about from built bar It is the same company. It's built go. You just go to builtgo.com, Use the promo code locked L O C K E D. You're getting 20% off your next order. And the great thing about these, they come in these easy to take one and a half ounce packages. You can put in your briefcase. So you can be focused for your presentation, or maybe you need it to get through your workout, put it in your gym bag. It is the best workout gel on the market. It's that five-hour energy without that crash feeling. It's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. 
check out these flavors chocolate mint chocolate coconut peanut butter honey it is fantastic it combines the energy gel with the collagen protein fast absorbing so it's in your system fast it's easy on your stomach you're not going to have any problems there keeps you going with the b6 the b12 that you need the b3 honey and a kick of caffeine check them out go to billgo.com use that promo code locks get 20 percent off all right march so when you hear the words tom herman is our coach i don't know about you but the first thing i thought was for how long right five minutes ten minutes the next hour, the first week into 2021, when all these coaches <laughs> become available because their bowl games are over, the national championship's over, and Texas can start their hunt. Do you believe for one second that they are not looking for a head coach right now? I know for a fact. Well, I won't even say it's a fact. Well, I'll say I know for a fact if I was the athletic director, I'm damn sure looking for one if I hadn't been looking for one already. Um, I know everybody was Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer. He's the guy. He's the guy. We need to go and get it. We need to go and get it. He allegedly turned it down. And the only reason why I say allegedly is because the conspiracy theories about January 11th after the bowl games and after all that's done, I get all that. So I'm going to say allegedly has turned it down. But as you sit there to this day, now that all of this stuff has transpired, I I believe that Del Conte should go back and recant his statement and say, I, I left it open-ended because I said 2021, and that could be January 11, 2021, and then he makes a, 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 a change. And I'll be fine with that. I'll be fine with that because you know why? The second recruiting class, whoever the head coach is, can go and attack those kids that have that aren't signing early. Yeah, you're talking about a kid like uh, might be L.J. Johnson, kid yeah. out of Cy Fair, really awesome. good running back. Uh, he he's a guy. Uh, you know, yeah, and I think that there is that opportunity there to get some of those guys, and I think there is that opportunity there that they are going to make a change eventually at head coach. Um, mostly because they need to for that 22 2022 20, recruiting class. Uh, if you look at the list of studs that just in the state of Texas are in the top 10 nationally, there's a lot. And if we want to have an opportunity, those guys, I don't think Tom Herman's the guy that's going to do it as you're seeing right now. Right. He had a lot of success early on. He had two top three classes, then a top 10 class. You know what I think? I mean, in this day and age of football, it's a little bit different than it was in years past with everything that's made available to them. So they right. see a kid like a Bajan Robinson, right? Top running back in the country. He comes to Texas. He can't get on the field despite the fact that he's the most talented running back in the stable. Right. How do we know that? Because what happened when he started getting on the field? You started to see it. Let me tell you this. He has less snaps. Uh, well, he does have more snaps now than any other running back, but before. He had less snaps, but he was leading the team in rushing yards and yards from scrimmage. And that involves all the wide receivers. Right. You're telling me the guy who's played the least amount has got the most. Mm. And it goes back to my thing about Tom Herman and competition. Jared Wiley, a tight end, 
way more talented and athletic than Cade Brewer. Less snaps, more production. Yep. And it seems to be a common theme. And I think that's why these guys are leaving. But so now, like you said, could they do that on January 11th? Possibly. And I know you brought up the conspiracy theory about Urban Meyer. We've seen this before. He said, I'm not going to Ohio State. Yep. 11 days later, he's the head coach at Ohio State. Am I saying that he's going to sign with Texas? No, I'm not. But I'm not at the point where I think he's completely out. Right. And that interview he had with Colin Cowherd, it has to be a perfect situation. Seems like a perfect situation down here in Texas. He can have what he wants. They're going to back up the Brinks trucks for him. Uh, we've already heard it. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, and just your opinion. I know you said that you think that they should make a move. Yep. When do you think they should make that move? Uh, it would have to be after National Signing Day. And it's going to have to be because, I mean, it's upon us. Can't do right. anything. It's too Until close. At least everything. Saturday. Right. You let them know, hey, you know, you could coach the bowl game. Um, and then you're out because this is not how we want to. We cannot let this continue to happen where players are jumping ship and we're losing on the recruiting trail too. And expect for whoever takes the job, whether he keeps it or not, he's going to be in a world of hurt because of the lack of depth that you're going to continue to have. We're hearing other players may either transfer or go to the league. I mean, what? I mean, who's going to be left? Who's going yeah. to be left? The latest that we heard, Brendan Eagles is leaning towards leaving. I knew, kind of knew about that one. Uh, there was thought at one time that Keontae Ingram was opting out and transferring out of the program. No. Uh, you know, his worry was the staff being there. Is Stan Drayton going to be there? Uh, does that factor into Bajan Robinson? Because let me just tell you, the reason why he chose Texas over Ohio State was Stan Drayton. If Stan Drayton has gone, does Bijan leave too? Right. That's that's a, more, a very important question to be having right now. Uh, but I think a lot of everything that's going on, I mean, let's just – Let's call it. Let's call it like it is. Like call a spade a spade. It, it, this is a crap show right now. One hundred percent. One hundred. I just got it, this just now, and it said to recap the twenty-two quarterback yours uh, decommits. Now he's Ohio State commit. The four-star, the one that I love, Jalen Milrow, is now. I'm going to Alabama because. Herman recruited yours, and he's like, I'm out of here. JQJ, about to transfer. Hudson Card, boom. Okay, you're left. We haven't heard anything about Sam, if Sam's going to stay, and Casey Thompson. So we went from have oh, excuse me, and Charles Wright. Um, so now we go from a stable of talented quarterbacks to the cupboard maybe bare. Yeah, and who's to say that let let's let's go ahead and let's go down this trail. Who's to say Sam doesn't leave? And then they come out and say, All right, card, you're the guy. And then Casey Thompson says, All right, I'm out. Yes. I waited my turn. Yes. Um, I didn't get my shot, so I'm out. Yes. You know, I, I'm I, I could see all that. And and there were reports during the season that the team was actually leaning towards Hudson Card at QB two over Thompson. So who's to say that he's not going to be like, oh, I remember that. Right. 
you know, and, and bounce out. I mean, so there, there's an opportunity here where they could lose a lot. Now, can Texas get some of that talented back? Because the transfer portal is a two-way street. With all right. these players jumping in, Texas could go in and grab some guys, you know, to be fair. But with everybody jumping ship from Texas, if I am a player in that transfer portal and I get a phone call from Tom Herman, uh, you're probably the last person I want to talk to. Right, right. And so that was what my point was going to be made to you is, do you take that call? Are you excited about that call if you're a kid that may be transferring to the University of Texas, you thinking you're going to be playing for Herman, Herman gets fired, do you hop back in the transfer portal, depending on who you get? And now you're looking around and you say, okay, Herman's going to not be here. We're not getting Urban Meyer. Who's going to be my coach? Who's next? What's going to happen? The uncertainty around the University of Texas, going back to what you said about the CDC, Chris Del Conte, uh, vote of confidence, we want to say. Lack thereof. Like. <laughs> right. Lack thereof. Yeah. Lack thereof. Now you're sitting there and you're saying, my program is burning down. This is why I get paid the big money. I have to make an executive decision. We have to move on. That's the only way that I believe that this Texas fan base is going to settle down is the fact that, and they could say, well, we're getting a new coach. So I'm going to relax for a minute and let this new coach come in and do his thing. We just need this guy out of here. I think that is where the fan base is now, because all the people, like you said to me, all the people that were in his corner are now not in his corner anymore because there's too many people leaving the university. Yep. I think that's, that's right. And if you haven't go to longhornswire.usatoday.com, I got the top five reasons why the fans are fed up with Tom Herman. And I'm sure you're going to agree with most of it. Uh, recruiting is the number two thing on the list. The number one, give me a coach that can beat the university of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That is the number one thing. That is Mike Hards. You can follow him at Hards, uh, Hardball on Twitter, yep. right? Hards, yeah, hard. I always, I always want to say fastball for some reason. Yeah, hard. Hardball Hards, Hardball Hards on Twitter. Hardball Hards on Twitter. Make sure you're checking out his podcast. It's a Hards Knock Life. Great podcast. I love listening to it. Great insight. All right, I want to thank Mike Hartz for hopping on the Locked On Longhorns podcast today. But NBA fans, listen up. Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in to the preview of Locked On Rocket. So subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we will be back tomorrow, and I will talk about that basketball game as we get prepared for Texas men's hoops. Going to hit the court on Wednesday night. But for Mike, I'm Patrick, and as always, keep it locked on. Welcome.